Hey, this is Bobby Hill, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. I said good day, Sheriff. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions. To the songs which we randomly select with the help from our friends. Now it's time for Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here in the basement adjacent the, uh, <laughs> the basement adjacent studio of our good friend Skylar, here with our musical guest, Laura Jean Anderson. Hello, hello. You can just call her LJ. LJ. And uh, we've been having fun here in the studio, mostly meeting her friends. But now uh, we had a, we had an extra space, and I talked to our producer, Andrew, and I was saying, we need to get a very special guest to fill in this spot. And he said, I know just the person. And here she is, Jesse Peterson. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Now, you are you're also a podcast host. I am. And it's a very unique format. You want to tell us about your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is called Just the Tip. It's provocative. Um, the Tinder District podcast. So I've been a dating writer for about three years and wanted to launch a podcast about dating to have more real conversational sort of discussions about different dating topics with guys, with um, people of other sexualities, and really get an open forum to talk about all things dating, especially the ones that are kind of taboo. So, what do you, what do you mean, like dating, like dating taboos, or like what what would be an example of something that's taboo? So, one thing that we recently discussed is I just moved to LA from DC, and so in DC, of course, politics um, reigns king, and there's a a big sort of divide between conservative and liberals, and how we approach that, not only in our day-to-day interactions, but how we approach that and how it affects dating. Um, so talking about that, a lot of things like, I remember a time when dating apps were even taboo and people were like, oh, like we'll lie about how we met. And so getting over all of those things and being like, no, like we should talk about this. We should talk about sex. We should make the conversation open so that people aren't scared to voice their questions. Well, you, you don't know this, but you're the, there's a theme you're, you're, you're a part of we we already had a sex educator on the show and then we had an actor who plays a sex educator Mm -hmm. in a film that she's done and we she was also talking about someone who's a food writer and i know you're also you also write about food yes i do food and date they kind of go together do you ever do you ever like review a date and a restaurant on the same on the same date I actually did that recently uh, because since I've moved to L.A. and I'm sort of balancing this like 
reviewing restaurants and bars and talking about dates I go on. I'm sort of like finding that I can be like, oh, well, the date was bad, but the queso bites at our bar are incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So, and do you actually review dates? Is that the, I was sort of joking, but. (laughs) Um, Well, you were joking correctly. So um, the, the way my blog started out was three years ago, my roommates traveled full time for consulting and it was right around the advent of Tinder and I'm pretty social. So I would spend my nights and be like, well, my roommates aren't home. What do I do? I'll just like swipe and go on a date. And so, so many weird things happened. Like the dates weren't necessarily bad, but it was like someone would pay for the whole date with a coupon and tell me what I what couldn't, <laughs> couldn't order based on what was on the coupon. Um, or someone would order my meal for me. And so it started out as just like writing about those dates and talking about what happened. Um, so since then, it's turned more into like topical stuff, creating guides, teaching people, giving them advice and less so reviewing dates. But I'll still do the occasional one if something's particularly weird. Now, if if someone is dating you, do they know? Do you do you let them know if this goes poorly, you might end up in my blog or on my <laughs> so podcast? The, so generally speaking, they already know about it because like my podcast is in my dating profiles um, and I talk about like doing stand up and being a comic. So they generally know and you would be shocked at how many guys know that I have a platform, know that I write about dating and still end up ghosting me or just like being the worst possible person. I'm like, yo, bro, like of all people, like, you know, I'm going to write about you. And Maybe that's what it. they like. I mean, <laughs> that's their kink. Is I want I want to be exposed as a horrible man. <laughs> well, then I am definitely helping their case. Yeah. <laughs> they should Venmo me. I would. Do you also get people who are who sort of who are fans and are like, I'm going to show you what a good guy is like. You know, like it's like a challenge. Like uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to be the hero of the story. She's going to write about what a fantastic date this was. Do you feel like people come to this? Like, I feel like when you're, when you, again, it's like if you're a restaurant critic, the restaurants are going to try and give you the best service. I would imagine that if you're a dating critic, if people know that, then they're like, they bring their A game. As you said, some people don't. But do you, are, there, are there also people who sort of show up feeling like, I'm going to conquer this one. Like, I'm going to win yeah. at this. No, there definitely are. Um, I've gone viral on Twitter a couple of times, and every time that happens... I'll get guys who slide into my DMs and they're just like, oh, let me show you what a date with a real man is like. And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, they're never anything special. <laughs> but my mom I'm like, says I'm great. Right, right. I'm like, yeah, you, just because you're a pro athlete or whatever nonsense you're on Twitter for does not mean that you're a perfect dude. Wow. Well, it's I got to say, sounds terrifying. Very entertaining, <laughs> but terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I just launched a new dating challenge this morning because um, I realized I've gotten kind of into a rut of just like going getting drinks with someone and then he like talk, whatever, mediocre small talk and then like never hang out again. And so I'm challenging myself to go on different dates like wine and paint night, bring a third wheel and ruin it, uh, <laughs> make them Venmo me a deposit before the date. Oh my goodness. Et cetera. <laughs> What do you just, what if what if you what if you made yourself have to go on a, to do a second date 
for the next five people, I'm going to, however it goes, I'm going to give it a second date and see what happens. Maybe because people, their first dates are terrible. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, it's like auditions as an actor. You know, when you go in and you audition, that's not really what it's going to be. You know, you're, you can be a good auditioner and then be a bad actor. You know, you could be a good, you could be a great, you could be a, you know, like a Brando is a notoriously bad auditioner. I, have you ever, have you encountered that dynamic? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that you can really tell if you have chemistry with someone and if you'd want to spend more time with them within the first couple of minutes. Um, and then your mind can obviously change from that. Like not everyone is going to have the perfect spark right away, but my dates are already long enough as is. I can talk for literally ever, probably one of my character flaws. Um, but so after three hours or something, it's very hard if I don't really like someone for me to imagine doing that again. Doing it again. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. Now, I, I, we're going to get to your question, but I do. I, I'm so curious about this. Are do you are you have you have you been has there ever been a time where you're doing this where you are currently in a relationship? Yes. So I've had two serious boyfriends over the span of when I've been blogging. And are maybe this is personal, but are you were those polyamorous relationships? Were they open? So no, the first one was not. And that's sort of where I got into the idea because I started my blog in October, 2015. And I started dating my ex-boyfriend, Chris, in March of 2016. So I sort of realized at that point that I needed to be able to do more evergreen content. So like dating guides and other funny stories and things like that. Um, so I started doing that instead. Dating my what? Dating go like, gods? Um, Is that what you said? Like guides. Dating guides. <laughs> like I was like, dating that. gods. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I only I only date model. deities now. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but then my second relationship was open, um, so I was able to still keep going on dates. I would imagine that. I mean, it, I'm immediately seeing a romantic comedy about. There's someone like someone playing your character and then they end up having to navigate what how to keep doing what they're doing even though they're they've fallen in love with someone and now complications ensue but yeah, uh, well, if you any, could write that uh, screenplay you know, <laughs> any hulu or netflix execs are listening hey <laughs> call me <laughs> just the tip the movie yes <laughs> yeah i could see that on a poster i think people might get the wrong idea that sounds yeah. like a porn film actually Actually, I was at dinner with Andrew last night, and we decided on Tinder, a game of war. Ooh, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I, Laura Jean's eyes just sparked up. She's I like, love that. I want to see that movie. Oh, okay, exactly. well, well let's, get, let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle. Jesse, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Okay, so very related to dating and sort of what I was talking about, where it was that I'm in this rut. Um, so Pop Oracle, where should I be looking to find someone that I really like. The question is, where should you be looking to find someone you really like? And now to engage the Pop Oracle on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card. Song number, not nine, <laughs> song number six. Nine songs. Uh, song number six <laughs> is... Who am I to you? 
Is that a piano song? Yeah. Well, I see you look at me. Imagining all the sins that I hold dear. I hear you count them just like sheep One too many can't seem to fall asleep So who am I to you? from time to time But I know I can't live life So who am I to you oh, Tell me, tell me, tell me I ain't the fool And that was Who Am I to You from Laura Jean Anderson. The answer to Jesse's question, where should she be looking for someone that you want the someone good to connect with? Is that how mm-hmm. do you how did you how did you phrase it there? I forgot. I got so caught up in the beauty of the song. I know the song is so beautiful. <laughs> um, I guess where should I be looking to find someone that I actually like? Got so it. yeah, yes. connect with. Mm. Yes, someone you actually like. That's a that's a good way to phrase it. So, Laura, tell us about the background of that song. Mm-hmm. What a be- I, I heard it for the first time last night at your show, and it was so beautiful. And it was beautiful again today. Thank you. Um, it's interesting. The song has has kind of two separate things, but the the idea is, um, I, it's kind of that that feeling of of somebody 
looking at you and judging you and what that feels like and often that isn't even isn't even what they're thinking you're just projecting their judgment upon you um I grew up in a very like conservative religious upbringing and I think that I'm always in this like thought mind frame of of shame like the idea of what shame is and and uh and feeling judged and so um so there's kind of that side of it which is like who am I to you who like if I if if I if you're looking at me how I think you're looking at me which is you're counting all my sins like sheep in the night and there's so many that you can't fall asleep if there's that if that's just who I am like I'm a fool but if I'm not that then who am I um but there's also kind of a deeper level to that where it's or a second part of it, which is when you when you were around people at this like turning point in my life where I've kind of started living a different life and thinking that people were going to go along with me and we would have conversations about um, not being OK with certain things and have conversations of of questioning and all all this stuff and and then you you turn around and they are living that exact life and you're going well i'm 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 not mm-hmm. so i don't know how that answers that question because i totally <laughs> that's like... not your responsibility all you gotta do is tell us where the song comes from well, well that's, that's why that i'm here song comes from. so so jesse what did you think about that is the answer to your question um so I'm kind of struck by, I know it's not the whole title, but just the the intro of who am I, whether it's mm-hmm. to me or to anyone, that maybe I need to be looking sort of more inside myself mm. to see what I really want instead of what I've always been told I want, which is, you know, like tall, like classically attractive, went to a good school, like blah, blah, blah. Because um, maybe that's not the case, even though that's what I've always been looking for, you know, just been doing the same thing over and over. So obviously that needs to change. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think it was interesting what you said about that turning point, because as I mentioned, I just moved from D.C., uh, where I lived for my whole life, basically, to L.A. a month ago. And so it is really a turning point, And this might be a great opportunity to sort of take that initiative and see how I see myself, see how I'm projecting onto other people and sort of evaluate if I like that or if I want that to change. Mm. Yeah, I do think that there, I mean, the inherent in the song is this idea of putting your, letting someone else determine your value or your identity or to like to, to, to define you, to define yourself by the way other people see you. And the song seems to be someone who's maybe realizing that that dynamic is not what they want, is, is maybe who they've been, but not who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And it reminded, when you were playing it at the show last night, it reminded me when I was in my 20s, I had a, an album we, on, on that record uh, that my band put out. We had a song called Who Am I Today? Mm. And I thought it was maybe it's just something about being in like a song. Like that is a feeling of being in your 20s of defining yourself and figuring out that place where because you're still very much being formed. So mm-hmm. you, you haven't even determined who you are. 
So of course you're going to be taking on, okay, well in this relationship to this person, I am this. And then in this relationship to this job, I am this, this relationship to my family, I'm this and all of these areas. And eventually over the course of life that will solidify into some or somewhat solidify into to an identity. And it made me just think when I was listening to you sing that song, it took me back to that same place of wondering mm. of for me, who am I today was the same kind of idea. Like, I don't, you get to tell me who I am today because mm-hmm. I don't really know yet and I'm only going to know in interaction with you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how, how that particularly relates to your question, although I like how you interpreted it, Jesse, is the idea of just is finding that core for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind me asking how old you are? Uh, I'm 25. So that's a perfect age, perfect time in life to be asking these questions of, of, of identity mm-hmm. and identity in relationship to the world and all of the people that you interact with. Uh, we were also joking earlier, we had someone in who was tall and they were talking about how tall isn't so great. And so <laughs> maybe these tall guys, that's not, you might, do you mind me asking how tall you are? Um, I'm 5'10", so I'm pretty tall. <laughs> oh, you're, you're gigantic. That's not that. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, that's not that big. How you're but you're my you're my height, right? I'm five foot. Oh no, you're shorter than me. Okay. Well I'm very short. Yes. Yeah, so, Welcome to LA, by the way. So five oh, thank ten you. five ten is huge. Uh well yeah. do, do, and do do you like me? We I've never really had this conversation on the show and now we're having lots of tall pe- person conversations. Are you happy with being tall or do you have a hard time finding pants? Oh, I love being tall. <laughs> do you have a hard time finding it's- pants? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> well, you need to talk to our last guest, Ellen, and help her find pants. <laughs> yeah, you know, cropped pants are in. So, okay, Throw cropped pants, a little heeled booty, because you got to add heels to the height. You got to own it. Heeled booty. Everyone. What is heeled yeah. booty? Um, like little, like short heel, like short boots. Oh, okay. It wasn't yeah. like something that does that, that to your booty. <laughs> kind of like got nothing it. related to your booty. It's, it's related to like. A boot. A boot. To be yes. <laughs> booty is to be have the characteristics of a boot. Got Valuable it. fashion lessons going on today. No, Love this is it. great. I'm learning a ton. Uh, well, thank you so much. I know you have a meeting to get to, and I really appreciate you taking time out to join us for this Pop Oracle session. And you want to give a shout out to your your the podcast is just the tip, right? Yeah, just the tip. There's actually several just the tip podcasts. So it's just the tip, the Tinder District podcast. The Tinder District podcast. And you also have a blog, which is? Um, www. No one even says that anymore. Tinderdistrict.com. Got it. Um, so, and then my Instagram and Twitter is at Tinder District. Cool. Well, good luck to anyone who tries to take on the Tinder District challenge. <laughs> I hope you find someone who can pull the sword from that stone or the other <laughs> way around. Put it back in, I guess. Um <laughs> Thank you for being on the show, and we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.